Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, welcome to the Sportive. It's episode 47. Uh, I'm your host, John Marthaler. Brandon is down in Dallas staring wildly at a Kansas-Kansas State basketball game. If you can just imagine, he's staring about 45 degrees to the left of the screen with his mouth hanging open. Let's get fisted. <laughs> On the phone is Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, uh, how's it going? Uh, Clarence is here as well. What's up, fuckers? Yeah, we got everybody, and we've got, returning to the podcast for the first time in a while, Parker Hageman. Hey, boys. He's actually in the studio here with me. Everybody Reality superstar. Hey, oh, hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> Have you just been doing interview request <laughs> after <laughs> interview <laughs> request? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tiring. I'm just making the circuits around right now, and oh, <clears throat> worst. To give you some background for those of, I can't imagine who's listening to this podcast and does not know this at this point, but we'll recap it anyway. This week, Parker did one of... I would say either the stupidest or bravest things I've ever seen. Could be both. And posted on YouTube an episode of the TLC reality show Second Chance. Ch- Second Chances? I think it was just one chance. Just, just, one, just chance. one chance. Second Chance from 2004 one, yep. involving him and his now fiance. Yeah. Getting back Spoiler together. Alert. Yeah, come on now. He, he, posted it, it first. he posted it on a Monday morning, and I think for the next hour and a half, Twitter was just some version of everyone I know tweeting, what the hell? Uh, no, uh, Stu said, what the fuck? That was Stu's line. <laughs> yeah. That was the first yeah, thing I got, I think, yeah. was, what the fuck? <laughs> so, that I was pretty much... been happy in a long time. <laughs> I honestly, I would watch two minutes of it and be like, all right, I got to do some more. No, I got to go back to it. I got to watch some more. I just got to see what happens next. The, that was my whole day. The sheer train wreck of that uh, early 2000s, early aughts, you know, mm-hmm. reality TV show. I terrible. I feel like I have a million questions, but your your buddy Dan Anderson did a. I don't, does he have a podcast? I don't even know what that was that he posted. Today. I think he's planning on doing one. He was trying something out that he he's got trying the, the mic podcast and, out. Uh, he said, "Come on over, we'll talk." So you explained a little bit about it, but uh-huh. I still have just one million questions. First of all, is this the worst reality television show in the history of reality television shows? <sighs> Wow. Uh, I'll leave that up to you guys to decide. The last three seasons of the Twins have been the worst <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. There's a uh, PBS reality TV show on uh, train engineers, and so that sounds <laughs> pretty bad. Is there? <laughs> yeah. It's 
That also sounds pretty bad. That does sound pretty bad. So slightly above that, I'll say, I guess. I don't know. You guys watched it. I mean, I obviously being in it, I, I saw it too, and I'm like, wow, that's terrible. That is oh, bad I got a billion editing. questions. Oh, so shoot, many, I, I, I have more questions raised than answered yeah. after that half an hour. Uh, so, the thing that confused me the most, I'll just start with this one, is the fact that you were carrying a lacrosse stick through most of the well, episode, even though you've never played lacrosse what, in your life. I want to ask that. Oh, because I lax. No, you don't. I lax. No, that's... that's you, know, and, you know, I know this you because never... lacrosse is a spring sport and so is baseball. <laughs> so, yeah, backstory <laughs> on that. The producer calls it's us up. Lacrosse is spring sport? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. Producer calls me up and says, you know, we got we to gotta do something for your backstory. What do you want to do? And, you know, being the hashtag ball guy, I'm like, well, let's, you know, do something involving that. And he, he tells us, mm, you know, we just recorded the one before this where they were doing something baseball related. So what else <laughs> do you got? don't want to get too heavy baseball. And then I'm like, well, let's, <laughs> let's kick the hacky sack around a little bit, guys. What do you what? think about that? And he's like, oh, no, we don't hacky on the show. Too hippie. Yeah. Too hippie. So yes. uh, one of my roommates was a lacrosse player for the Gophers, and he had all that stuff. And yeah, wait, the Gophers have a lacrosse team? The club, club team, club oh, sport. Okay, yeah, you know, better than the hockey team that they have, though. How dare you? <laughs> oh wow, bad week. How dare you? Yeah, right. That's something else that you did just right there. That was just knife turning. Yeah, no, that's fine. So how much of the show was set up like that? Was it was it all like how much did you know going into the show what was oh, going to be going I, I knew almost everything going in. Well so okay. just to give you the backstory, Heather had gone down to Atlanta to Nanny for the summer. She was living up in Duluth and she had some friends up there that said, Hey, you know, we got a family down in Atlanta that they'd you know, you could go live down there and all that stuff. And she's out at like a what she described as like a grand old days type event, you know, like some street. Was fest. it Deion Sanders? Is that who she was named? <laughs> Deion Sanders. Fucking awesome. Or one of the TLC members, like uh, Left Eye Lopez. Yeah, Andre Ryzen. So I own uh, this, I own this network. Cool. Hey, you know. Clarence, too soon. <laughs> Sorry. Too soon, buddy. But apparently some producers approached her and said, hey, you know, we got a show. Do you know anybody you want to get back with uh, for, you know, relationship? And we had been kind of emailing and talking the entire time. I don't know if they had emails in 2002. I don't remember, but I think they we did. Very well 2004. Did, yes. yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It was all AOL.com. Yeah. Many yeah. years. Hotmail.com. That was Hotmail at Hotmail was my name. Yeah. That was my original That makes email. perfect sense. Wow. So, <laughs> oh, Lord Almighty. I know, oh, right? God. <laughs> such a you terrible. sure you didn't play lacrosse? Uh, <laughs> such a terrible <laughs> person. Wow. Wow. Such a terrible <laughs> I know you didn't because you're holding it, but the lacrosse stick upside down. <laughs> I can tell you didn't know what you were doing. Try to swing but, it like uh, a bat, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, then they she emailed me like a couple days later. It was like, hey, if a producer emails or calls you, you know, this is what's happening. So they did like a couple days later, and you know, I'm like, well, I'll get a free trip to Atlanta out of this. So yeah, let's see where this goes. You see, I didn't know any of this when I was first watching the show, and the biggest question I had in my mind was, why did she leave for Atlanta in the first yeah. place? So now you know. Yeah, that there she was just going all the time, and then she was coming. It, it just made no sense. There's so many layers that they needed to... And the best part in. was they made no effort to explain it whatsoever. They didn't make up a fake backstory. They just completely ignored the fact that she had up and moved to Atlanta for, according to the show, no reason whatsoever. There were some domestic situations we had, and she had to get out of the state. Yeah, you know. We'll just go with that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, that would have been an interesting yeah. reality show. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> so wasn't there a scene where there was a camera kind of in between all of your friends facing up, and they all huddled around? 
Yeah, that one won some Emmys, I think. Yeah, that was a great. I mean, how many takes? How many takes did that one take to get right? I feel like that would have. There were so laughing for we filmed hours. so much stuff. You know, like he's like the producer is a producer, a camera, and a sound guy, following me and my friends around for whatever. And he's not like, one soul between them. Well, see. <laughs> guy who's on his cell phone the entire time like whatever you guys do whatever you want so you know he'd, he'd tell us like hey you know just you know fuck around whatever you know and then so he'd fuck around for a while and he'd start talking and then you know he'd catch something that he heard like somebody asking me something he'd be whoa, 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 whoa you know reset here real quick ask him that question again so it was completely staged so there's a lot of stuff where it's it felt like you're acting like then they had to ask you the question and you had to respond to it well, I'm glad that's not how your friends actually talk because it was pretty. Hey, Parker, what do you think is going <laughs> to happen in Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, I was so, sad for you and your friends. Yeah, well, I don't know. It was it was fun to do, but yeah, the you uh, gotta say yes to it. I mean, that's the hilarious. editing process. Good stuff. Yeah, but you say yes to it and then you never mention it again and don't tell your family and put it online. Yeah. yeah, that was. Yeah. Have you been surprised by the reaction you've got from people, or is this exactly what you expected? All of your friends going, "What, what, what?" I was, uh, I was about fifteen uh, percent sure it was going to go out and gleam in and get his hands on it and do something dumb with it, but I thought I'd sneak it in at like eight in the morning. Like, oh, he's so you not, got out he's ahead of it. That's genius. Yeah, you well, got out ahead PR. of it before. Yeah, get out in front. Yeah, yeah that's PR one hundred and one. I'm not ashamed. I was a dude bro once in my life. <laughs> To be honest with you, I thought about trying to get a bunch of twins bloggers together and shoot a shot-for-shot remake of the whole episode. (laughs) Because that would be excellent. Oh, that would be great, yeah. Yeah. Like Gleeman and Bonus break up for a while. Exactly. That's exactly the two I was going to suggest. sitting on a mat and John comes up from behind. Hey, what's up, Aaron? Oh, hey, how are you? (laughs) <laughs> so surprised you're here. It was they had no backstory. It was like being dropped in the middle of a Jane Austen movie. Just what the <laughs> fuck? Why are these people? Why did they break up? What? Why am I no, watching TV at 11 a.m.? Yeah, <laughs> I think that it, it's so far. It was so long ago though. Where I think you know, it's not like you have to feel that bad anymore, right? It's so far <laughs> anymore. Are you saying I cried for days or something? About like- it. Yeah. I mean, if you had done it like six months ago, I think it would have been really funny. But so long ago, you know, you're part of the, you're in on the joke now, right? Yeah, if I was wearing puka shells uh, <laughs> six months ago, yeah, right, I'd be really embarrassed. But no, so one of my favorite uh, things that happened afterwards is it must have been a month after the show aired, you know, and this is nobody had DVRs to catch it or anything like that, and nobody taped shows at the time. But I went up to St. Cloud to visit some buddies at St. Cloud State. And uh, we go to the liquor store. <laughs> and Stu, you might remember that liquor store at Ninth and Tenth. Do you remember that, right? Oh yeah, uh, the, Schweggies. What's that? Schweggies. Something like that, right? Or Schweggmans. Yeah. I go in there and I'm buying, you know, my standard Coors Light or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And the guy behind the counter, whatever, some kid in college, kind of looks at my ID and goes, "Saw your TV show the other day." <laughs> I was like, wow. And he seemed a little ashamed of himself. Like, yeah, nobody uh, was looking at anybody yeah, else right no. then. It was a little bit like you were a porn star. And you he was know, just like, money, hey, I saw your movie. Money was exchanged, <laughs> and uh, we you never spoke about it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. So that was that was the biggest celebrity moment of my life. Really? Liquor store guy in St. Cloud recognized me. What about the time you were on the Sporta podcast a couple of weeks ago? Well, yeah, yeah. My, There's that, my too. My star is rising. You're right. Yeah. I'd say so. And according to Dan, there are a lot of questions about one of your eyes on the podcast or on the show. <laughs> I didn't actually notice this, but yeah. So at the time, I had 
I don't know. It just kind of looked a little uh, swollen. You know, the eye was. I had a. I did not notice it. Like, to be honest with you, I had a bulge behind my eye and I had to get that drained. Her, like, was a it herpes later? It was, it, was, it was one of those. Now, or, that's, or or now that's a reality that television yeah. show again. I've got eye herpes. We're as long as we're admitting things. Yeah, yeah. If, I mean, you know, I've had eye herpes. A few sort times. of that third act twist where she wants to get back together, but then Parker has to say, "Well, I have herpes." And then what happens? <laughs> Does she still want to get back together? Dun, dun, dun. That's huge. That's a reality television yeah, I'd show. Watch that. Yeah. Instead, we just got you standing on a robe, standing in a robe on a balcony. In Don't Indiana. pretend like you aren't jealous of the robe. <laughs> Everybody loves a robe. This is the problem with the Shabber Shot <laughs> remake because we'd have to see John Bonus standing in a robe on a balcony in Atlanta. Who wouldn't want that? Sign um, me up. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, I would say that's what the internet's made for. Is me searching John Bonus in a robe. You know. <laughs> Yeah, everybody's listening. Go out and search John Bonus in the room. Empty. (laughs) Uh, Parker, have you called TLC to let them know that this were all worked out for the better, and have them do like one decade later follow up? Are are you referring to the Learning Channel? That's what TLC stood for, by the way. The Learning Channel. Yeah, amazing. Did you learn something about me? Sure did. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, but then we discovered, and I didn't think about it until it just came. Until I just put it on YouTube, was that the producer's name is on there, and I looked him up. And he's now a producer of Intervention. Really? You know that uh, okay. show? Does that ring a bell? Right. Anything? That's oh, yeah. the one oh, on yeah. HBO? So I yeah, feel Jeff like Van Vondren. My, my natural jump would be to go on that later. Mm-hmm. I'll have yep. to be inter- Drink up, intervened. Right? Yeah. Intervented? Yeah, and then they could show clips of that show. Intervention. Intervoxed. Inter- Interventionered. Vilified. Inter- Cla- Clarence, what did we always give you back in the day? It was interventions, right? That's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, called it, I called it like a surprise birthday party in my <laughs> head. It was more, I tried to make it a positive. It happened every negative. week, but now we went bowling. Yeah. Intervention has such a stigma, that word. Uh, I like to use it differently. Get together. Yeah. Well, um, what I want to know if I could ask a question. Um, did you ever meet that Paige Davis from Trading Spaces? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're tight. She was really nice and, like, perky and stuff, and she seemed really, like, to be enthused about home improvement. Yeah, I sure. trade her spaces, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, she, wow, man, uh, she's a nice girl. I don't know why you go there, but <laughs> I just was curious if you actually, because I think she was, like, contemporary. That was, like, the big Trading Spaces, uh, oh, boy, somebody... Got locked out. Yeah, guess who we um, just lost on this podcast? <laughs> Man, I thought we had Yes, that's going to happen. But yeah, I just you know that was like contemporaneous with uh, when uh, Parker's show was on. I just kind of figured that you know, he and the rest of the TLC like at the big lounge in Atlanta that they have. <laughs> right, right. Out, maybe played hacky sack or something. Annual retreat. The, did a trust yeah. fall with Ty and like yeah, <laughs> sweaty Frank <laughs> and Vern. And I watch a lot of trading spaces. Yeah, you know you're gonna be surprised, but they were just been born. So we, we had two kids under five and never left the house, so it was basically what was ever on TV. That is parenthood spaces. of small kids for you. You're simultaneously stressed out and bored out of your mind. Oh, same. Yeah, exactly. You're broke. You're bored, and there's just no. It's it's the worst. Yep. So, you find yourself yeah. watching Second Chance on TV. Yeah. That's a, exactly. You know what? I think my favorite thing to believe this week has been that out there somewhere, this is a big country, and a lot of people have different different likes and dislikes. And so, my I like to believe that somewhere out there, there's somebody with every episode of Second Chance taped somewhere, 
that is going to stumble across this podcast or Dan's podcast just be like, oh my god, and like emailing their one friend from their second chance web ring that they had going on in 2004. Rubbing like, their nipples Did you see Parker, yeah. and he- mm. Parker and Heather stayed together? I'm so happy. It'll be right after Parker's intervention episode. It'll be an episode of Hoarders. Yeah, starring Clarence Swamptown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's back now. Yeah. Oh, is he back? Oh, it's good to see him. Yeah. I'm back, yeah. No, I heard what you said, John. Oh, right. <laughs> what, what you thought you said when I wasn't here. I, I heard everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, anyway, I do we have any more questions? I just... I, most of them were summed up in going, what the heck, but... No, I'm, I had a number of generalizations that I had that were all answered, um, that he wasn't a lax bro. He may have been a dude bro, totally. but he's not, not a lax, lax bro. I mean, there is a line in, in there somewhere, mm-hmm. and even though he had a, a lacrosse stick, my question was, had he ever played lacrosse? I didn't think he had. He answered that. Yeah. My other generalization was that 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 poor girl, she's never been in a judo studio in her life, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever that thing. You was. can tell, huh? <laughs> yeah. make, I don't know. Darn they're it. just they're going to do judo. I, I don't know what really is is. Uh, they they gave on. her uh, two options on that. Apparently, they said he could either do like a ballroom dance class or the aikido studio. For the sake of what's happening this week, I wish you would have picked ballroom dance because yeah, that would have been. I think you made the right. She made the right choice. What are Jose, the Jose Quindo. What were the perks involved with Jose starring Quindo. on a show like this? <laughs> wow, perks, huh? Uh, I mean, you got a free flight down Atlanta, and, and hang they, out, they right? put me up in the uh, W Hotel uh, in the penthouse, <laughs> gorgeous um, balcony. So, <laughs> so that's why you had to say good morning, Atlanta, right? Of course. The um, drink it in. It so always goes. The night robe the, to borrow. The night after the show. The producer flew out at like 7 p.m. right after. He's, he's like, I'm out of here. I'm wrapped. We're going. But you get this. Yep. And he goes, you know. Uh, so my credit card's open here, but don't take anything. And I, just, oh, I raided the honor bar. Okay. Food okay, set asshole. that up. Yeah, yeah, but, okay, yep. asshole, I'm never going to see again in my life. That's a good strategy. And how much did you rack up on his credit card? I don't know the total, but there was dinners and, uh, and there was like a shelf of liquor that was gone. Yeah, that's know? exactly right. <laughs> Maybe some adult <laughs> well, that's, a well, know, that's a well-produced show right there. Yeah, that's, well oiled. that's great. I'm so happy that you still drink. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And to be fair, we were figuring out was the whereabouts of the road robe ever discussed? That was that was the uh, W Hotels robe. Did you take it with you? No, that's the one thing I didn't grab that I regret mm-hmm. my entire life. I can. That's I just picture the producer showing up and being like, "Dude, you can't be naked. You gotta, you gotta wear something." <laughs> like, God damn it! Put some pants. There's a robe in the closet. I thought just it was one of those out. kinds of shows. Yeah. So you want like, a Parker? Hey. You get Parker. Get <laughs> <laughs> all. Look good to feel good. No, that was that was me. Else. I just kind of was joking around with that. I'm like, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna put on the robe and robe it up." Yeah. Because it was a beautiful robe, and I think everyone agrees about that. I'm just yeah, saying, you know, people want to make fun of the robe, but that's that was solid. Oh, it looks like some Ali, Ali wore it with <laughs> Thriller in a Manila yeah. or whatever. It's Frazier. And you <laughs> think, you know, like the tail end where he's fighting against like Jerry Cooney and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, he just, <laughs> and the big collar that's a different color yeah. than the rest of the robe. The line is already starting to go, and he just had the hit. They're just throwing ropes at him, and he didn't care. Yeah. Oh, that got sad. Oh. All right. Yeah, to finish off, to bring it sad. Yeah. I want to I talk about my favorite line from the whole show, which was, 
oh, I think Heather's always liked me in brown. That was my favorite one. Oh, yeah. Those, okay. So you, <laughs> the guy would tell you, the producer would say, here, you're going to do your pretend like you're getting ready, but you got to talk while you're doing it, right? Because mm-hmm. it can't just be a person doing normal things on a reality TV show. They have to have you saying, like, oh, I must have done that, like, six times of, you know, hey, you know, different lines and all that stuff. That's the one they went with. Anybody else got a favorite line? Um, I think mine was caring like how. (laughs) (laughs) Because she didn't even say the word caring. Like, I care about you. Caring like how. Yeah, I'm second in that (laughs) one. That one, that was a great line. (laughs) Just gonna punt I mean, that on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I just my. Um, that was the hardest part. Who, is that that crap at the end there where they, you know, they're like, okay, now be real. <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh, stop! Now say that what you said again, and ooh, stare at each other. We're gonna film you while you stare at each other, like this. Yeah, <laughs> we were filming this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this would be at least as well produced as Second Chance at TLC, circa two thousand four. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, sport, the sport of podcasts and Second Chance really have a lot in common. You guys' production value is ten times better. <laughs> we bring people together. <laughs> we have to say, say that again because we forgot to record that. <laughs> it really has a lot of similarities when you think about it. I mean, so, a robe. <laughs> how much did this coincide with, so did she move back like immediately afterwards and that was kind of the plan the whole time? Oh, or? yeah, yeah. It's, it was a big okay. ruse, you guys. Come on. It's all lies. Obviously. It's all lies. Not reality at all. Next thing you're going to tell me is but those Duck Dynasty are guys aren't really like that. <laughs> hey, those guys are more dude bro than I was. That's probably true. They had all the polos. I don't know if you've ever seen those photos of them. They, uh, they were clean-cut dude bros. Were they? Oh, that's right. Yeah. I think I did see some yeah. spread where they were actually, yeah, like regular-looking bros. Yeah. Just like there's a clip of Larry the Cable Guy out from early in his comedy career where he's just totally normal. He's wearing like the two polo things <laughs> with the uh, mm-hmm. collars up. Yeah, his name's Dan Whitney from Nebraska. Dan Whitney. Wow. Mm-hmm. He's he yeah. has that accent. He has. It might be Brandon, actually. Are you Larry the Cable Guy, Brandon? No comment. No, I'm. <laughs> it would be the other two that are anonymous. Those guys might be. That's I'm true. Not, you know who I am. Uh, I, no comment. Oh, you shattered. You shattered my. Shattered the myth. Yeah, I guess so. The takeaway here is reality TV show is one big joke. Okay. True. Oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doubly so when someone you know in real life is that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess so, in conclusion, if anybody else I know wants to go on a reality TV show, please do, and I won't watch the tape for 10 years, and I'll make it even better. Did, yeah. Did yeah. you know that, that we've had another one of our guests on this podcast has been on a reality show on uh, HGTV? No. Who? It's true. Who? Sharkman. <laughs> Yeah, for what? Been on. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like a, I hate my kitchen. Oh, everybody's been on that show. Their kitchen and, yeah. <laughs> Parker and I are on that show right now. What's <laughs> happening? I hate my kitchen, guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember that now. Yeah, that was a while ago. We mm-hmm. should find that and put that online. That's, that would probably well. Then we'd reveal a secret identity, which Stu just did. Well, y'all have to beep out. Oh. He's revealed it himself a million times. Yeah, but it's more fun to beep well, it out. But just how about his say. identity, though? Well, I mean, he takes photos of himself and puts yeah, them on Yeah, that's what I mean. Reveal, <laughs> oh, you yeah. meant reveal, re- literally revealed his identity. I thought you were talking about what he does. Oh, no. no. I just enjoy beeping out his name every time anybody says it on the podcast. I'm going to do that again. Add to the time. intrigue. He probably yeah. pays you for that. He, he would love that more than anything. Yeah, I think so. 
<laughs> I get kickbacks from John Sharkman on this podcast. Good for you. I hear he pays you guys in uh, open baseball cards. I wish. Who was, uh, who was there for the uh, pub crawl? Yeah, I didn't go. Oh. Nope. Stu? Stu was there. I was not. I was there for a piece of it. I was just there for the Karen's portion of it. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> so you just got the K yeah. portion? I just got the K portion. Yeah, well, they were there for a good. They skipped letters. They were, uh. you know, <laughs> I, they, they skipped the M and A and went straight to Nyes after Kieran. Look, when I, when I, I saw did. that list, I said, "You got to go party bus, or you can't." Yeah, do this. there's no way this is going to happen ridiculous. without yeah. like one shuttle. Yet another poorly run pub crawl. Yeah, it really. Well, that. you know, they seem to they seem to have all the cabs you know lined up when it was time to leave and time to get there. So they had their. Some of them had their wits about them, and then some of them were some did not who, were, who worked at the newspaper. Hear <laughs> <laughs> that story? Yeah. Had, Let's uh, call them out by name. A, had a bit of food poisoning, I believe. Patrick Rossi. Yeah. Patrick Rossi. Bad, bad sea fish. Bad sea yeah. fish. I'm not even a word with them. But yeah, and I, Parker, I had I brought you. I, I saw you were a yes on the list. Yeah, and yeah. So I, I brought I brought your wedding uh, present with. Me and you weren't there, so now I just—it's not the dirty bubblegum thing. I've, I'm used to that trick. He can't do that. No, 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 <laughs> no. You'll, it, you'll like it. It's, See my new wristwatch. It, it, <laughs> Classic. It, it's, it, it, it is a baseball card, but it's, uh, it's not uh, anything. You know, I, I think you'll like it. So I'm gonna guess it's Disco yeah, Dan for. I gave to uh, I gave Gleeman one for his. Uh, a housewarming gift, and was a it's a Buddy Bianca Lana from 1986 <laughs> from the Royals. Yeah, was it the wood green cards of mine? And, and this was it. I think it was it. No, it might have been a Fleer. I don't know if it was a Topps <laughs> the or a first Fleer, year of Fleer, or it could have been a Don Russ. Because Jesus, those are garbage cards. Oh, yeah. um, okay, so going back to Disco Dan Ford era, uh, Stu, wasn't there a story about you learning new words? Yeah, let's tell the story again. I want to tell this story. I know, I just love this story. It's been like I think two about podcasts this. since this I've is, heard it. This is, this is the I third podcast. <laughs> yep, and I want to tell it again. Go ahead and tell it again, Stu. <sighs> should tell it each, each okay. week. We should tell. We should start was, the uh, podcast every week with this story. <laughs> the year was 1977, <laughs> <laughs> and I had never heard that many swear words because it was a more innocent pre-HBO time and uh, my old man actually made an effort not to swear around me except for when the Vikings were on and uh, <laughs> we went to the old Met Stadium um, a general admission uh, would be the uh, left field bleachers metal benches and Bisco uh, Danny Ford was patrolling left field and a ball got past him down the line and he just said mother <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's the first time I'd ever heard that phrase, and my mom, you know, good Catholic woman, was mortified. <laughs> so, she write anyway, Calvin that's... Griffin the strongly worded letter after that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't so. It's very useful. I'm trying to keep it fairly quiet because my kids are in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to pay it forward. That's true. That's, no, that is true. From Dan Ford to Stu to his children yeah, and on yeah. down through the generations. Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's where that I do from. love that story. Yeah, I, a, got you, I got you a baseball card, and I'll give it to you the next time I, I see you. You know what? You're going to be gone for like a good – you're on like a destination wedding thing, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday we're heading down. Well – 
So um, we're down in Captiva, Florida, which is right outside Fort Myers, right where the Mucky Duck is, if you guys are familiar with the area. Oh, yeah. The Mucky Duck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a little resort called the Tween Waters Inn uh, right outside of that that we're doing the whole, uh, the whole thing at, the whole shoot and match. Got a lot of tweens. The tw- and the tween- I was going to say, like, like Drake and Josh are there. And- <laughs> Run Hi, by tweens. Yeah. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. The, the Charlie. Federators working behind the bar. <laughs> Gibby. He's got twos between Sam and Carly. Gibby's rubbing his belly. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know way too much about tweens. These are two men with tween children. At least that's what they tell the cops. <laughs> but so Perhaps. my dad and I are leaving Wednesday because we have to drive down a ton of shit. You know, there's like all these, you know, centerpieces and all that crap that have to make it down there, and they're flying down that day. And I think uh, if if I have my way and I get to St. Louis and we decide that I don't want to do this anymore, I can go to Mexico. I feel like that's a nice out. I feel like I thirty five south. I'm, yeah. I'm running an option right now. Yeah. I've got an option route. Hey, I'm just a few miles off that. You guys can stay at my place on your way down. Check safe out. house. Yeah, it's always good you to have a safe, safe house, house here. I've been yep. preaching this on Twitter for you. Have a fucking safe house when <laughs> shit goes down. You got Broxy's place. You can here, here, here's what I want you to do, Broxy. Just you know, yeah, stock fine. up on Schneiderbach, and uh, maybe I'll get there. Maybe I won't in a couple yep. days. Yeah. Hey, worst and case scenario. Either you're yeah, drinking it to about. celebrate his wedding, or you guys are drinking it together. Yeah. Fantastic. I see no downside. <laughs> Win-win. <Yeah>. And <laughs> so even better, another reality show comes out of this. Right. <laughs> Third chance. Hiding friends from getting married. <laughs> Great concept. Yeah. Um, so how far is it? Uh, 19, 20 hours? Yeah, we... Uh, you gotta drive to Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Right? Great town, yeah. very underrated. Um, I, w- I want to stop through Harlan County, Kentucky, which isn't too far away, but it's not quite on the beaten path. Well, that's Don't worry, you can get back anywhere near there. Yeah. Don't that's kind it. of the point of Harlan County, Kentucky, is it's not really on the. <laughs> Once you get path. there, you don't leave, sort of thing, or what? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not easy to get there. There was a long read about Harlan County just a couple weeks ago. It's the the heart of the white ghetto. It's like the worst, one of the worst ghettos in the country. It's all white people. It's terrible. I believe it. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. the white people are just the worst. I know. They are. I know. I hate them. Pretty much. There's nothing so you much. can do about them. Um, so you guys watched Justified, right? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. the first season, I think I'm the farthest behind out of everybody. So. If you get on Beyond Season well, no, 3, not, I won't, I won't give any spoilers, yep. other than everyone dies in this last episode. But, yep, um, I heard that. The first season was actually filmed in Harlan, Harlan County, or near there, you know, near that area. Then the rest is all filmed in California, which, really, when you watch the background stuff in Season 2, Season 3, you're like, oh, yeah, that's bullshit. That's the L.A. Hills, and <laughs> that's the Hollywood <laughs> side in the background. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. This helicopter is driving your, traffic choppers. You have to your disbelief a little bit in some of the outdoor scenes. Like, what the hell is Kimmy Herman doing? Herman's on roller skates in the background? You're making sense. This must be Little House on the Prairie growing up with those giant mountains in Walnut Grove, Minnesota. Again, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit there. Yeah. You just got to give yourself over to the magic of Little House on the Prairie. Well, that, show, that show it's lost a little it. bit in my mind after I heard it was, you know, L.A. and stuff. Like, yeah, you sell outs. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> might have. Uh, I don't think you'll have ruined it for me. That but spent a lot more time looking at the backdrops. <laughs> Maybe the first season they had everything stolen by the white ghetto people. Yeah, probably. And that's, yeah, it was all sold. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Okay, back to the wedding. Let's hear more about it. What do you got going on? Uh, fear, nerves. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about, that covers it. Uh, stress. 
Insomnia. And, uh, annoyance. Um, chain smoking. Chain smoking, yes. A lot Bill of that, popping. actually. Not yet. I should get into that. I should explain. Yeah, we had two more days. Save that till the end. Yeah. Chattanooga, That's Tennessee. That's yeah. a good place oh. to be going. So, no, you know, I mean, right we, we uh, you know, it's next Sunday, and it's going to be just a kind of casual beach type thing, and uh, 65 oh, wow. odd people there, I think, you know, and then it's just going to be a wow. big party. Yeah. That'll be uh-huh. fun. Are you, is that counting as the honeymoon as well? Yeah, so then we'll be there till the following Saturday. We've got two houses after that down there at, at Captiva. So. We might nice. go out to Bemini or Key West from there. You can get some boats and, you know, sail like a sailor. Hmm. I don't know. Get lost in the Bermuda Triangle? Maybe I'll see some boobies down in Key West. You know, that's a Maybe. Right. Yeah. Uh, honey, uh, honey, grab the bees. <laughs> We're going to go down to Key West. Can't be dead on your honey. a lot more helicopters. Yeah, Key West is not known for the boobies. Not so. really. Uh, no, no, it's known no, for not, the, no the wieners. A lot of wieners. <laughs> oh, tons and tons of left and right. Oh, like the oh, oh, meets, yeah, the Clear Lake. Yeah, you can picture they're hanging from the ceiling. It's just <laughs> like an old Italian deli. Just <laughs> everywhere. Oh, oh God! <laughs> just wieners. So everywhere. maybe Bemini then, oh, not Key West, is what you're saying. Yeah, that might be your bet. No, Key West is firm. nice. Oh, it's beautiful. Like it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous. Place. It's just wing filled. Yeah. <laughs> They're just not going to see a lot of boobs. No, that's life. It's trying to club. All uh, right, all right. Well, maybe we'll just have to make a trip to Scores in Miami. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tampa's just down the street. That's mm. Ybor City. You got <laughs> yeah. plenty of J, J- Huts right there. Yep. Uh, Did you finalize your uh, your playlist? No, I'm still working on it. I mean, I've got, yeah. So if you guys want to tweet at me, hit something. Let me know. Let, wait, so let me hear some ideas. At what Parker Hageman. From you guys, uh, one song you have to have at your wedding? Um, you, go ahead, Stu. I'm going to say at least uh, both the father-daughter dance and probably the processional need to be Pony by Genuine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that is, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I mean, I know that's already there, but I just want to make no. It's too, that's a given. Yeah, that's already on the list. Oh yeah. Wham, 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 wham. <laughs> hey, wham, Grandma, come on, wham, let's dance. Wham. Oh God, such a good <laughs> song. That was like sophomore year of high school. I, I forgot entirely about that song until right now. Aww. Never, never yeah. once. That and. Uh, uh, doing it by LL Cool J. Those are the only two songs we're repeating. <laughs> doing it and doing it and doing months. it again. And then uh, Black Street, no diggity, no doubt. Oh yeah, that's a big one. That's yeah. that you. That's like you know the first the bride and groom their first you know first song right there. That should be little no diggity, little Black Street. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I had a friend that went to. Um, it was one of my favorite stories. I won't go into the whole thing, but he went to. Um, one of our high school friends was, um, it was like, it was an all black person wedding and like a very stereotypical black person wedding. Um, and they announced they were going to be, (laughs) they announced that they were going to be doing the dollar dance. So my friend went out and had a cigarette and he came back in and that one song was done. Um, like, let me see them hips swing that one, you know? Oh yeah. That's soldier boy. Soldier boy. Mm -hmm. Right. So he runs on the dance floor and starts dancing with the bride and she's like, Hey, are you going to pay? That was the Dollar Dance song, Soldier Boy. Like they do hardcore. The crank, the crank that Soldier Boy. That was the Dollar Dance. Song. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Storybook wedding. That's right aggressive. There. <laughs> I don't even know what to yeah, say. 
That's, maybe you guys should think about doing that. But John, you're also getting married soon. Take notes. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> write this down. Send them to me, too. Parker, have you considered uh, the, song, the song Taps for, for your wiener? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like going down the aisle. Yeah. yeah takes her hat off and just... Yeah. <laughs> we, we've, got a, uh, we've got a steel drum guy on the, uh, no. on the beach. Yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't do shit in this wedding. Okay, two things I was supposed to do mm-hmm. is buy the stamps. I bought half of them, and then start. Uh, pick the music. <laughs> and you're so still far, working it. <laughs> like, oh. But so Heather's <laughs> done everything else. She gets a steel drums guy, and then she tells me a day ago, "We haven't paid him yet." And I'm thinking, maybe I could just pay the guy in weed somehow. I don't think he needs like monetary. Exchange. You are going to have to go to something in the airport or whatever to convert your money yeah. to weed to pay him. Right, exactly. Because if you're a steel drum, it's guy, the only currency yeah. spoken by steel drummers the world over. But I feel like you can play taps on the steel drum pretty good. That sounds like that <laughs> might come out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Truly oil, Truly oil and weed. Um, I think that you need to rock a little old school, ludicrous um, area codes. Oh, and hose in, in them in different mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking ODB, hey, dirty. That was like a staple in my college oh, freshman God. year party days. Just he'd go down to that St. Cloud State basement and that'd be like, you know, hey, house cup, oh, dirty. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that's a really good one. We, um, I was a snob with music even back then when we had house parties. And I tried you know, this really doesn't like, sound. No, this doesn't yeah. sound right. Swear to God, guys. I, stick with me here. Um, <laughs> And I had this really, you know, I worked on this playlist for our parties forever, like this old school, like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> on the win, on the Winamp? Did you put yeah. it on the Winamp? It was absolutely Winamp, Winamp. Audio Galaxy, you know, the best of the best, guys. Um, oh, I don't have that song. Nobody I gave a Napster and get that. The, until we would play that ODB song, and then people would actually, or uh, Ja Rule with J-Lo. I oh, yeah. remember that. Yeah, what was that? That was one? a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Clarence and, and Stewart just dated in this whole thing. They're like, no, nah, we were having kids no at that time. Yeah. No, I was. I brought up genuine. Come on. <laughs> Fine. How about I'll bring up when I do know. How about uh, uh, she got the gold mine and I got the shaft by Jerry Reed? Sure. <laughs> no <right>. wedding classic. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody uh, we used to say we weren't already playing that one. You cut out again. <laughs> this is up there with the time that Josh Fiedler got married and or was asking us for wedding advice, and we gave him wedding advice, and it was the worst advice anybody's ever gotten. It was so ever. bad. Yeah. I'd imagine any advice you guys are <laughs> yeah. distributing here is not well, to be taken seriously. We, we've yet to get any of our advice completely right, but yeah. we're working on it. If I ever need legal advice, I'm turning to you guys. Legal advice. Who's our legal counsel? Who did we say our legal counsel was? Maya. No, Maya. Yep. At Kirby's left eye on Twitter. Lawyer, but uh, we don't really particularly care about that, do we? That she's not really a lawyer? <laughs> she's not legally oh, God, no. able to. No, uh, that makes her the perfect legal counsel yeah. for us. Yeah. And then we got Finn's left, the guy that follows us on Twitter. He's, a, he's an actual He's an actual lawyer? lawyer. Yeah, hmm. who I Finn actually Cloud. would call. Oh. We, we don't talk about as much because he is the actual guy I would I would call. When, when, not if, when I get <laughs> when shit goes down. Uh, so many and then dead Rand's hookers here. Rocket. He's a lawyer too. That's right, Rocket. I keep forgetting about Rocket. Yeah, he's a horrible. We have a lot of choices. Yeah, we have a legal team. 
Oh, we have one entire, yeah, like uh, Big Daddy. Yeah, it's like so Johnny Cochran OJ. and a bunch of OJs. Other yeah, lawyers, I can't name right now. People. Just murder people. Oh, Heather Ballgard. Heather Ballgard. Oh, we got four. Holy crap, this is, yeah. We need to commit more crimes. Parker is kind of like a Kardashian. <laughs> that makes sense. He's the robe of a Kardashian. Yeah. He's a reality TV star. Oh, no, no, that makes more sense. Oh, tie it all back in, yeah. And he like, has the sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the next one I posted, by next the way. Week. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Nice. Well, anybody want to talk about sports, or should we just wrap this up? Mm. Is it time to go? <laughs> no, but... Hot boy. Is there anything to talk about? Well, I did want to ask Parker a couple questions about the Twins, because when does spring training start? Well, they report Ugh. on the day of my wedding, actually. They report on the it's day of your report for the Twins on the oh, 16th. Did you do that on purpose? No, no clue. Heather picked the whole thing. I, I was stamps and music, all right? I have no idea. Both of which you failed but, at. So. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Terrible job. Did you, do it in, did you do this wedding in Florida just to uh, avoid the chance of a Twins blogger crashing the wedding? I mean, this is a, <laughs> no, a was, long way to go. Mm-hmm. But no, that, that is a nightmare scenario. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, that was not the reason, no. Just uh, no. Although he did just say where it was, so we all could go crash it fairly yeah, technically, easily. Technically, yeah, you, could, you guys get six hundred dollar flights down there. Sure. Well, no, we'll just drive. <laughs> Mega bus. I mean, I think Mega, Mega bus, bus is like four bucks to go down. My daughter's going to be down there at the same time, actually, vacationing in Florida. So maybe I'll have her come over, and I don't know. How old are you? Hey, Swear at him in your proxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> Either he's like twenty eight or he's like fifty eight, and there's no in between. <laughs> Who's asking? Yeah. <laughs> and when you're down in spring break, you're twenty eight. Yeah. It's not time for spring break yet. No, it'll be old people central down there. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. I was just down there. It was great. It wasn't that busy. There's not that many people. I don't like people, so it's nice when there's not people around. <laughs> that does sound. Your your uh, safe house is going to have to be in Florida. That's like right up your alley. There's places in Minnesota that are just as... Uh, I'm not telling you where my safe house is. No, of course. Hell, of course. Where are we going down this road? as close as you've gotten. It's just <laughs> yeah. the minute that you have one. That's yeah. already a huge That's, step. Yeah, there's no way I'm telling you. No one asking questions. <laughs> Parker, <laughs> Parker just ran to the fridge. You might have heard him say, don't let him ask me any questions right now. So I'm just going to go ahead and spill some time until he can open a couple more beers and... Just really, really get going on the podcast. I think. Well, he can hear you. That, what, yeah. What twins question? What twins? The twins question, question I have. Did you possibly have? There's no, I. Going on. See, here's the thing. Parker's. He's got hashtag access. He's a hashtag ball guy. He knows what's going on. Sup and shit. So what I wanted him to give us was one guy who's going to be better than everybody thinks he is this year, and one guy who's going to be worse than everybody thinks he's going to be this year. And by everybody, I'm not sure who I mean. So you can define that however you want, but. Give us, give us one guy who's not going to be as good as we think he is. I've got my candidate, but I want to hear who yours is. You know, in terms of just less production, I'd go with Brian Dozier. That was going to be mine! Um, I just don't see him matching the home run output. And, you know, he might still have a good solid season, but I think everybody's going to see that and go, oh, he didn't you know, do as well. So, so basically, he's this year's Trevor Plouffe. Yeah, and then he had a I year know. where he hit a few more home runs, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, let's just pencil Brian Dozier in for 20 home runs and a three fifteen batting average for I the mean, next 100 years. Defensively, he did well. Yeah. So it's it's not a bad fit, I guess. But, yeah. Do you, but I he was playing second he, base instead of yeah. shortstop, so. Yeah. I mean. Don't count on those dingers. No. Yeah. Speaking of Italian delis. <laughs> Hi-oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I really. 
So we're 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 on the same page okay. there, and that I I think he's going to be like Ploof was last year. What what did Ploof hit last year? Two thirty eight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, down. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you know, like what Ploof did two years ago was just basically that one binge in uh, June and July where he just went off, and then he pitch, basically hit one ninety the rest of the year. And but, pitchers went, "Hey, you know what? Let's keep the ball off the plate. Yeah, and, let's go ahead and not throw him a fastball yeah. in the inner half yeah, and see what happens. Idea. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm mixing a breaking ball. Yeah." Old so. Jack Jones strategy. <laughs> yeah, he'll swing at that thing on the other side of the batter's box. Yeah, that was the problem with Jack Jones. He got one curveball, and the whole he went, "Oh, he couldn't, sw- he couldn't oh. hit that, that curveball if he had two bats taped together. He still <laughs> couldn't reach it. He, he's swinging anyways." Just like how many uh, collective heart attacks would we have had if we were doing this podcast back in the day when he was leading off like a three oh five on base percentage. Yeah, I don't even uh, remember that being questioned by anybody either. Was I just not paying attention because it felt like, yeah, I guess that's what we're doing now. That's I, cool. You know, I I, re- I didn't become a big stats guy wholeheartedly until after Moneyball book came out in two thousand three yeah. or four or whatever. You know, and started reading a little bit more on Bill James and all that stuff. So that kind of I'm the same started happening. You know, Jock was doing that at the time, and I kind of remember thinking the Earl Weaver thing of, well, yeah, you want to get that home run right away. Yeah, that sets the tone. You know, that ball guy mentality of, yeah, let's get that lead-off home run. But then you started thinking about how, well, he doesn't have anyone on base. Yeah. Why are you going to have a guy hitting you know, the solo home runs all the time? Well, well it was important that the Twins started every game with nobody on and one out. Yeah, because then Brad Rackey would give up that home run right after mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's amazing. So basically we've just gone back on an unbroken line from Brian Dozier to Trevor Plouffe to Jack Jones. <laughs> yeah. All the way well, going back. Who's going to be the six yeah. degrees of Kevin Bacon type <laughs> thing there? So who's going to be the one that's going to be better than everybody thinks? Um, I think Mike Pelfrey will have a better season than everybody thinks. I think you know. I know John thinks he's. Yeah, I've got the, beer riding on worst, it being exactly worst thing God. in the world. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be great. I just think he's going to end up having a better year than he had last year. Second year, Tommy team. John. That's what you're banking yeah, everything on, right? Yeah, that his second half thing. was. I mean, there's. You know, within the numbers, obviously he was like two and seven and had a four something ERA in the second half, but it was still, you know, it was also painful. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool to watch. Don't forget about it that It was part. so slow. Yeah, I'm not oh, saying... So oh, good gosh. I hate him so much. They re-signed him, really, for that fact. that That's yep. what shocked me the most. They re-signed him. Because I know Bertie hates that. Well, we have the, we have the uh, beer sales theory that if you can keep the seventh <laughs> oh, inning from happening during those Pelfrey days, revenue goes up a lot. Well, it mostly goes up for me, <laughs> just trying to drink myself to death while yeah. Mike Pelfrey is pitching. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, 
I would say he he's going to be somebody that I think everybody <laughs> expects to fail, and that I absolutely I expect him. The thing is, though, he could be fifty percent better than he was last year, and still be one of the ten worst starters in the American League. Right? I, I'm not yeah, setting the bar really here. I'm not putting him in the top. The best 25. case scenario is that Mike Pelfrey gets hurt fairly early on next year. Oh, best case. Best case for me. Okay, for you is that he dies. And he dies. <laughs> yeah, never takes him, the ball, yeah. but his leg falls yeah, off of his body on his way thanks to a mysterious flesh eating over the street. I mean, Boy, um, fucking light rail, just boom. John the <laughs> conductor. <laughs> so, if you want to go offensively for somebody who's going to do better, it's got to be Josh Willingham. With you know, if his knee is better, I think which it isn't. Well, I, you know, I, how old is Josh Willingham? 34. Right How old now. are you? 32. Do your, joints get... <laughs> Do your joints get better when you hurt them these days? Well, I'm not going to say, you know, if, if you had to go through surgery like he did, it was at the worst case scenario. That's true. So whether or not you want to say he's going to match what he did his first year here, I don't think that's the case, but I think it's going to be improved, you know. So both of the guys you're picking to be better than everyone thinks are guys who couldn't get any worse. Yeah, that's the easiest case uh, yeah. to do it, right? That's, that's good picks. Why, John? That's, why, that's why you're a ball guy. This is why I blog. I yep. your, who's going to be worse, John? I want to hear you be positive. Who's going to be on, better John. this mm-hmm. year than mm-hmm. that was you Who, than Who's going to be thinks. better than I think? I you, think Joe Maurer is going to surprise people and oh, be... Oh, God, you're just the worst kind of fan. This is like your Pittsburgh Steelers yep. are going to be the sleeper <laughs> team. This is your... the worst thing ever said on this podcast. God. All right, I'm, I'll, make a spe- I'll make a specific prediction. I think Joe Maurer is going to hit more than 20 home runs this year. <laughs> oh, all right. Whoa. That's pretty okay. good. Okay. You okay. realize it still hits a target field, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. So how do you think he's going to change to hit 20? Hit 19 know. on the road or what? You wanted me to be optimistic. I'm being optimistic. Did well, they I... have a rule change where he can bat twice through the lineup? <laughs> like they can bat him third. He can hit from second base, yeah, actually. But I yeah. love that rule change. When he gets to second base, it counts as a homer. <laughs> it's a ghost. Doubles count as homers. He gets to pick it up and hit it again. If it, <laughs> gets to the when it stops rolling, he gets to run out there and hit it. Again. Is, that a, is that a show-off triple, Stu? <laughs> is that what a dinger is called, a show-off yeah. triple? I believe that is the nomenclature, yeah. yeah. I've got to write these stats down. i got to keep those, too. Yeah. They are, as as constructed right now, I, I know I've asked the question before, um, Parker, how many wins are they projected to get right question. now? Well, oh, I was projected. Okay. Well, let's see here. It was um, Clay Davenport who did it. He's the baseball prospectus guy, and now he does that on his own, but he had him at another 90-loss season. You know, with his numbers and his, his, his ways of doing projections, which have been fairly close over the years um you know 90 90 losses again so do you feel what do you feel about that i feel like you know i could see them being competitive throughout the season but i i don't see them having a winning record this year i mean you know pitching staff i don't see a whole lot of improvements out of it but Mm -hmm. you know better yeah and then you combine a lower uh lower than league average offense too yeah that's that's the thing that they, you know, I mean, yeah, we got Jason Kuhl back, we, but, uh, you know, you still got a lot of stuff it's to work coming. on. Center field's still, you know, pretty much a big question mark. Uh, Oswaldo R.C. is going to be kind of a positive. I think he's going to have a, a better season than he had last year, but he's still a liability in the outfield. And then what are you going to do with Jason Kubel? Also uh, a liability in the outfield. Also a liability. I mean, the entire outfield is just one big statue. So, What about Aaron Hicks? What do you see for Aaron Hicks this year? I mean, I, I think he's going to be better, but I don't think he's going to be an opening day guy. Really? I think they're going to try to give him a few more uh, Rochester at-bats. You know, they've got uh, Presley that they like 
as you know, the organization likes him. They don't see him like a long term, but give him a couple months and let Hicks get up there. All right. Long term, I think Hicks moves to a corner. You know, which corner? God, I'd like to see. I'd like to see him in in right with the arm, but uh, you'd want to see more coverage in left. So I don't know. I don't know. Offhand. Well, there, it's gonna long term. It's gonna be Ed Ed out in left field, Buxton in center, and Hicks Ed? out in right. Yeah, who's that? Rosario. Eddie Rose. Oh, come on! Yeah, now. He's, he's, he's the second, second baseman of the future. No, nah, they're not going to keep him at second, are they? Um, I think they'll give him every opportunity to prove himself there. And in this than. in this scenario, RC is DHing every day. Rosario isn't a yep. Rosario yes. isn't like, like a that. his bat doesn't project well in the outfield. That's especially a corner oh. outfield spot. Well, they don't care. They don't give a shit about that. Well, if you're combining it with like a Hicks and Arcia, um, you know, with Buxton in center, then because you sort of have to put Arcia in right, just because it's the place he's least likely to get killed with a fly ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, that's fine. If you think that Rosario is going to stick at second and give him an opportunity, that that's fine. Um, Look, I know you're drumming up so business they, for your fan club that you're running and all that stuff. But, <laughs> but he said Ed. Gotta, I thought he meant Ed Escobar. Yeah, that's what I thought too for a second. Like, I was like, well, is he still on the no, team? Uh, He's been drinking. You got to think so. then that they're going to try to move Dozier if uh, if they think Rosario is going to be at second base long term. Where are you going to move He's Dozier? Not worth anything to anybody. I don't know. I, that's that's the thing. How can he have? You can't put any of them in any other position. Dozier can't play another position. So what are you going to do? Nobody on the team can play shortstop. Can't Dozier play... Jason Bartlett. Jason. He doesn't have enough heart. doesn't have enough fire in the belly. Getting the band back together. I mean, Polanco and Santana and these other guys are still a couple years away. Yeah, I mean, Santana's supposed to be a defensive wizard, too. I mean, that's kind of his M.O., so that'd be... Yeah, but so is Pete Florimond. No, 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 no. Florimond still doesn't have everything down to be a true defense. I mean, he did very well last year, don't get me wrong, but not elite level type defender. You know. no. is he also bats like he's holding like a little and, Yeah, and he well. can't give you, he's got the rolled up wet newspaper yeah. he's swinging. Yeah. Anthony Randolph, the guy on ER? Anthony, Anthony, Randolph. Okay. Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Randolph. Edwards is on ER. Anthony Randolph played for the Timberwolves for a couple of years and, and was the saddest human being in existence. And Clay really Fieldbar is from Randolph. That's correct. Okay. That's the connection. So, Everybody full, full circle. <laughs> There we go. All right, Neat raffle. Neat raffle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did any of you guys go to Twins Fest? No, I just went to the Winter Meltdown. Oh yeah, that's how I was going to try to bring. That I was back t- I was sunning. I was out sunning myself. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nobody wants to. Literally, no one listening to this podcast wants to hear about that, Brandon. Not only because of the implied nakedness, but also because we're all freezing, and we yeah. just. I, I, I hate you so very much. I feel shame. <laughs> you abandon us. Anyway, where are we going with that, Parker? Meat raffle. Meat raffle? Uh, no, what was I saying about the winter you know, I was just saying, you guys probably raffle. talked about it with Gleeman and, and John, but... Uh, we didn't talk about a lot. Isn't Scott Erickson the most beautiful man you've ever seen? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Just gotta, yeah. I just got to put Tasty. that on the record. Yeah. Tasty dish. He was impossibly good-looking when he was a twin, and he's impossibly good-looking now, even though he's so 53 years old or whatever. Yeah. Is he still married to Alicia Guerrero? According to Twitter, yeah. <laughs> Are we believing Twitter? There's some off-record stuff we'll talk about. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? This podcast is basically all off-record anyway. No, you can't bait me into this. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're almost at the hour mark, at which point I start saying nobody's listening to this anyway. So. It's, it's your bit, John. That's... 
you know. Yeah. So seven, seven more minutes, and then then we can say that nobody's, nobody's listening. listening to this anyway. Then we just go. Yeah, Gleeman on his podcast did call us terrible people with a horrible podcast. That, wow. That's a quote and an unquote. Uh, he said that. Ooh, sounds yes. like a blurb. That's so nice. His show. I think we should run with it. Terrible. Did you give people us permission with to use horrible podcast. We got to yeah, change our tagline for this podcast. Hey, Parker, and make us some t-shirts? Yeah, yeah, we can sell, we can sell some swag. Yeah, sport is great. Yeah, will be have, have, like, truth, truth is the best defense against Lyle. So <laughs> he, he's in the clear, he's, probably. He said that, and he hopes that I get cancer. That were the that was kind of the... <laughs> yeah. Those were the two things. Kind of back what did you do? I don't know. Why would... He says he told me that's how he shows me. Gleeman's brunch place was closed, and he just started lashing out at anybody he could think of. Couldn't find a good clean uh, hoodie or anything like yeah, that. We bought him beer because, last week. What a son of a bitch. He said, uh, he was saying that, you know, they were talking about Terry Ryan getting cancer, and he's like, why is it always the good people? Why can't it be bad people that get cancer? Why can't I give some of that cancer to bad people? And actually, it wasn't even Gleeman that brought it up. It was Bonus that said, yeah, like Clarence. Wow! Wow, from the nice one! (laughs) Wow! John is the nicest person in the world, and he wished cancer on you? Ah, well, that's fine. Uh, You know, life is hard. This feud is escalating quickly. This is great. (laughs) Feud back on! No, I mean, you know, words can't hurt me. I'm not indestructible. Did you guys spit in their appetizers when you guys had them on last time? No, we didn't buy them food, just beer. (laughs) (laughs) They were just, they were yanking tits, but that's fine. There's a fine line between yanking tits and... Well, yanked, there's no, it was in a jovial manner, but uh, I'm going to play it up. They cancer on you in a jovial manner? I'm going to play it up. For the, uh, for I the hope he dies in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, Except worse, I hope he suffers and his family has to watch him slowly waste away. Got you good, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, so the rivalry starts back up anew. I love we, it. Thought, we thought that plane was dead. But nope, I feel nope. a fire in my belly that hasn't been there in months. <laughs> yeah. Given that five days ago we literally had an enjoyable night out with them and bought them beer. I don't know if this feud is going that well. Enough. I say we drive over there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Molotov cocktails. That is what we yep. should do. Just like pro wrestling, we'll interrupt their podcast one week. It'll be we'll like Porky's. We go storm the place, right? <laughs> yeah. just burn, I just burn all of Uptown down. Like the great <laughs> fire. Hinkley and fucking 1800s just burn the whole fucking place. We should do that anyway. I'm sick of Gleam. Uptown. Get rid That'll of it. That'll show him. Oh, he's fucking still as now. Or if you want to take the long view about it, we should all move there and lower property values gradually. <laughs> Start hanging out at their bars. Yeah, Aaron just moved uptown and thought it was, you know, so. his time to be new and cool, and then the rest of us moved my there. Plants without a shirt on. Everywhere he goes, he sees Clarence <laughs> mowing the lawn and cut off shorts. And every year, the house has gone down in value. Like, just a couple oh, thousand. Right. Oh, that'll, really? that'll teach him. You know, his house is up for rent now. The in the town to well, we should rent his house. We should rent his house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. you gotta, you got to leave your teenage basketball hoop and your baseball card collection. Yep. That's, That's the only way we're renting it. Yeah. We're well, just I don't want to want go back into that murder house. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. I still haven't been able to sleep at night. <laughs> you just hear that, that, that hollow sound of voices off of the bare plastic or plaster walls. <laughs> You know, the, the, the screams of girls' voices singing trapped in where they're in. It's Patrick Bateman room. Is that, the, that's that what we're doing? I yeah. do picture you, that podcast you guys record recording and something that kind of looked like Pulp Fiction, that basement in the 
in the thrift yeah. shop or whatever. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of what a yeah. ball gag. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, similar. Yeah, it's similar. No. It's surprising no, like, how often this podcast high nicely. points and low I'll points go inside. Oh, yeah. lots of different sizes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, I don't, I don't know where. Brandon, do you want to complain about the wolves a little bit? I think you might have something to get off your chest here. Can I quick, uh, Brandon, tell you that Randball just tweeted that uh, I'll tell you uh, regarding the wolves because this is pertinent. Trade everyone, fire everyone. The smoke alarm is dead. Ooh. He's oh, off wow. the wagon, Roxy. I, oh, He's I, on my side. Trade everyone, fire everyone. That's Clarence, my. That's yeah. I went off the wagon three weeks ago, maybe even a month at this point. I'm done with them. I not. I don't watch them anymore. It's just fire everybody. Would you go that far? Say fire everyone. Uh, GM, well, the coach, everybody. Well, yeah. The bartender at the so. loon. I would say so. that's. So you're you're saying this team is underachieving? I bitched about them, specifically Flip and his roster construction, for months on this podcast, over and over and over. And the only saving grace was, well, at least this year and probably next year will be fun, right? Because we've got a pretty decent team on paper, under contract. They're top-heavy. They don't have a very good bench. But still, they should be competitive and enjoyable, right? Like maybe 500, at least something that we can watch every night and you know be entertained. And that was kind of like, I thought, a very pessimistic point of view that I still think this franchise is astronomically fucked in the future. <laughs> and so this was it. This was like, at least this year should be fun. And even this is not any fun whatsoever. You know, that's the, the power of expectations because you know that they should be so much better than, than their record shows and, and the way that they're playing. So, um, yeah, I think that this, what I didn't see coming... Um, was I mean I don't think anybody saw it being that terrible um, in the last couple minutes of every game like except for me. <laughs> well, they weren't bad last year and they weren't bad the year before. I think a lot of um, smart guys like Britt Robson and Zach Harper and all of the really smart Wolves riders are kind of looking into it, saying it's not just luck. They do have some problems in a half court offense, yada yada yada. But they're pretty good last year in close games and they're pretty good the year before. So I don't really think that holds water. I don't think anybody saw that bad luck happening. Um, but way more important is I don't think anybody saw how bad Adelman would be this year. Like, dude is just, I don't know if he's checked out or if he's just getting impatient in his old age and doesn't give a shit about results and just wants guys to follow his game plan or directions or whatever. But, man, he's brutal, and he's playing Berea way too much, like way too much in the fourth quarter while Rubio sits on the bench. Um so that, to me, like, I just thought I, you know, as a Wolves fan, you kind of keep your guard up and you try to, like, make sure you're protected from every angle to not get kicked in the nuts by this team over and over and over. And I thought I had all my possible guards up, and that's the one thing I didn't account for. So that's what's fucking me over this year. And I think all fans. It's fucking brutal, man. It's the worst. It's really bad. Well, that's depressing. Yeah, that's yeah and so they're depressing now. Um, but there's lots of teams that are not good this year, but have bright futures, you know, like it's probably sucks to be a Sixers fan or a jazz fan, but those guys are probably going to be pretty good in the future. And the wolves are the opposite. Like they're screwed from a salary perspective and, uh, flip has not shown any competence whatsoever so far. So I'm just saying as a wolves fan to other wolves fans, find a backup team for the next five years or so, just in case, like you gotta have a second team, find a backup sport, you know? 
There's other sports or out there. Or a backup sport. Curling. 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 I watched curling, curling this morning. Curling. Anybody else? Well, you're trying to get Schuster on the podcast. I am you? trying to get Schuster on the podcast. Wouldn't he you be know, a great podcast guest? Losing, he's losing Amy? America's America's sport curling. <laughs> he's, respons- he's been responsible for these losses, has he not? What's that? He's been responsible for these losses, according to you. I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I didn't throw that yeah. Yeah. I just... Sure. <laughs> okay. Die and deflect. I just want him to win yeah, so bad. There's a, I can tell he's sad when he loses, strategy. and I just want him to win. <laughs> Okay. And you look at the guys on that curling team, and they all look like your like they're not your buddies, but they could absolutely be your buddies. Like, oh, that guy looks like my buddy Byron, who drives dirt bike on the weekends, and he got a Chevy that never works right. They all just look exactly like so that. So finely tuned athletes is what you're saying. They look Basically, like. yeah, they just look like they'd be fun to hang out with, and you could tell they're sad when they lose. And I just want them to do well. Sad when they lose. Okay. That's all. I don't know. I feel the same way about the Wolves. I might be taking... I just want you guys to win and do well. I might be taking this a little personally, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing nothing good in Minnesota sports right now, is there? No. At all. Well, the Wild are doing better. Yeah, but they're not playing right now. Guaranteed to be in the playoffs, right? I mean, that's... Uh, Yeah, well, that's what I don't like. You rip on me for this uh, advanced stat stuff, and you know that I like advanced stats a lot more than you give me credit for, but the playoff projections You stuff, like them when they uh, uh, meet your yeah. perspective. Yeah, well, that's pretty much how I like everything. <laughs> yeah. Just advanced stats. People. I like uh, everything. Yeah. Um, but the playoff projection stuff, you know, just what, two weeks ago, the Wolves were projected to have a greater playoff chance than the, than the Wild were, and now it's not even close. Yeah. No, wow. yeah, not even. I mean, well, that's because, I mean. That's the problem is when you, individual teams, it doesn't mean a lot. I get what you're talking about, the cumulative, and on average, this is what should happen. But all it takes is for what what happened with the Wolves. The coach checks out. You have a slight injury here, a slight injury there, and there. The whole thing is shot. I don't know. It just makes me feel even worse about that because they they were at one point like eighty percent chance or seventy five percent chance to make the playoffs, which basically means in the history of the NBA, teams with this record playing this team <laughs> moving forward, three out of the four times they'll make the playoffs. Sure. And then like a half an hour later, they were at like five percent somehow. <laughs> like, of course, of course, this is the team, you know. And Dallas was like at thirty percent, and now they're guaranteed to make it. So, oh, Brandon, you know, backup team guys. I'm not a huge hoops guy, but, you know, things that I've read about the team, you know, early on I remember it was their starters played more minutes than anybody in the first, you know, portion of the season, and they had no bench. I think the, the Wolves had no bench, and we'd see in that. They right literally now. had no players. You've, you've throttled down on your, your starters, and they've done well up that first point, and then, you know, this is what you get when you, when you run in the red the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that they're playing a little bit more than others, but it's not. I mean, Rubio has played less minutes in the fourth quarter than Berea. Like, sure, in, no, in specific time, I understand no what you're saying. Right. And well, there you are sometimes said... you could say that, well, that's because there's been a lot of minutes where um, they've um, beat up on teams and been sitting out in the. Because I think even Love and Peck, last I saw, were like <clears throat> something like 200th in the league in minutes played in the fourth quarter. So whether it's. They play way too much in the first three quarters, and then they're either tired or they just don't have any gas, and they have to sit on the bench in the fourth quarter. 
either way, that to me, uh, it's a different game at the end of the, at the end of the game. <clears throat> so you need to have your best players out there and be fresh. So understand how to work your lineup. Like, like that's like the key to coaching, isn't it? Seems like it with basketball. Um, is and then it just sticks with these hockey lineups, which I just don't see working. You see a lot of these other. Um, like with Dirk in Dallas, they mix him up with a lot of different guys that are on the bench where he can kind of run with the offense with the bench guys to give him more offense. Um, and I don't see that happening with Adelman. Why do you so. think Why do you think Adelman's been so bad this year? This is oh. the part where we do uninformed personal speculation that borders on libel. Well, I think to me, and it, maybe it's been like that his whole career, but he seems to only want players who will play within his system. Um, and it seems like... Wasn't, take, wasn't that something we were praising him for not too long ago? About how he's getting all these guys that fit in his system and they were going to be a better team because of it, like Kevin Martin and Turioff and Budinger and all those guys? Well, I think getting guys to play within your system is fine, but I also think you need to adapt your system to the roster that you have. And to me, I see... A guy like Derek Williams, who I think we were all, you know, didn't love watching him play, and he was he was pretty frustrating. Um, he wasn't great, but his main thing that he did wrong was not that he was ineffective, is that, is that he didn't go to the places on the court that he was supposed to go to, according to Adelman, right? So it's like one of these my where the highway guys. Um, so we're saying he's again, good at basketball, but bad at following directions. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, what if what if Williams was effective but just didn't play within his system? I would think a good coach would be able to work around that and change his whatever. I mean, it's the same as, as in football, too. If you're going to change right? your system, you really want to do it for a once-in-a-generation talent like Derek Williams. Um, That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, Derek Williams isn't really my point, but... Um, <laughs> He's just who you used to make your point. Yeah, he was an example. All yes. right. Um, and I feel like I see that with with a lot of players where he's just, and he's pulled guys before gotten angry at them when they have passed up an open shot. And like, okay, I get it. That's kind of annoying because your whole movement offense is oriented to get this guy to take that shot and he didn't do it. But I don't know. He just seems pretty inflexible with those sort of things. Um, and again, his, his reliance on somebody like Berea, um, when every single person who's watched the game at all, or anybody who can read any sort of spreadsheet after the game can tell he's been the biggest problem on the Wolves this year. He hasn't been the worst, but he's played more than guys who are, you know, he's played way too much. Um, and he continues to play him over and over and over. And he's a really bad player this year. So, dude, I don't know. He's just, he's he's been terrible all year. So what you're saying is Adelman. Rick Adelman is the new Jack Lemire in this town. Yeah. Gets way too much credit um, from well, a fawning media. With, uh... He's too set in his ways. He criticizes guys who actually have talent just because they don't fit in the system. Guys. Yep. Guys. Yep. Guys. When's the last time that Adelman had any legit high level success? Well, high level, he was really good with Sacramento. When was that? Early 2000s, I believe. Um, so, 10 years ago? Yeah, and he was. So that's I mean, very Lemire like. Right around the time when I was in a reality TV show. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, Lemire was living off success he had with the Devils ten years prior, and hadn't really done much in ten years. So this, yeah, uh, so that's a perfect example. John's analogy is holding. Holy yeah. crap! 
I think that's two and three weeks now good that job. I've got good Holy analysis. Mark <laughs> it down. Podcast yeah, it's over. Frustrating. And the reason it's also <laughs> frustrating is because um, he's going to leave at the end of the year, I'm sure. Um, and I don't trust, obviously, I don't trust Flip to find somebody like uh, um, Rick Carlisle or Jeff Hornacek or, you know. The mayor. No, that's Fred Hoiberg. Yeah. That's Fred who you're suggesting. That's who I'm suggesting. Why, why the hell not? Bring him up here. Yeah, uh, I have not? no idea. I don't, I don't know. either. I don't know. Either. I have no good reason not to. I never understood why you guys love Fred Hoiberg so much. Why do Pete, why do Tim Rolls fans love Fred Hoiberg? Um, he's white. Oh, well, that's awful. Oh, all right then. Okay. <laughs> We're all white. Here. Have had a lot you know, of I like thought he was a pretty good basketball player, but I guess I'm a racist. Was he a good? Ba- How long was he even here? Hoiberg was it? It's, it seems like he people act like he was here for fifteen years, and it, was he for, here for even three years? Was it just two? Mm, I don't know. Sport of fact says four years. Bullshit! I'm calling bullshit. On Dude, sport it's a sport of fact. Yeah, fucker. Well, you don't get to call. You don't get to just call it. I'm calling two. Is this your first episode? That's all we do here. <laughs> no. But if it's collective, then we call it sport effect. Boom, stamp. But if there's a disagreement, you don't just get to call it sport effect and then your number wins. You say four, I say two. So the probably the right answer is three. Okay. How about that? We go with three as the sport effect. Is that compromised? Sport effect, uh, two seasons. Isn't this illegal? John's actually doing research. Yeah, I'm trying I, to look I it up. I just looked right it up. Now. Two seasons. Oh, what's up, bitches? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. This is just like your knowledge of Greek mythology. You're pretending you don't know, and you actually looked up Hoiberg's fucking stats before before tonight. And I'm like, yes, oh, I, I looked, looked up randomly. I looked, I looked up Fred Hoiberg's Aristotle. I don't know. Is that a guy? Is that a thing? Clan Swampdown is both a professor of classics at Saint Olaf and a longtime Iowa State basketball fan. You guys are jack- jackasses. <laughs> You can say that he, has, you, he, he should get cancer and he'll just laugh it off. You call him a professor at St. Olaf and he just gets angry. Books? Uh, I, don't, I don't read books. Um, the only thing this town has going for it is um, the Wild making a run with a goalie who stands on his head in the playoffs and win mm-hmm. a couple series, or Gopher Hoop somehow Andre Holland's mm-hmm. catching fire and getting them into the tournament. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Bracketology has them um, slotted in the 11s spot right now. Okay, really? okay. So just don't fuck it up. Birth, yeah. All right, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, how's that going so far? Losing three times in a row to Nebraska, Northwestern, and whoever else. Yeah, that wasn't helpful. Mm-mm. They're going to be in the tournament. They'll be in the tournament, and then we'll see. We'll see what Patino's all about. Yep. We'll see, uh, that's where you make hay. He's in the tournament. I don't think Big Ten season's one thing. Preseason doesn't mean much. Let's let's win a couple games in the tournament. That's what I want to see. Yeah, but a decent first year. I'm really like I think it's promising. Probably the most promising team around, right? They're, they're promising at times, and then other times they suck. They're frustrating. Yeah. I, do you I think they know. suck because of Patino though, or do you think he's done a good job? I'm happy to blame Tubby Smith again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, the comparison I was going to make, I guess, is what drives me crazy watching them is the way they play in the fourth quarter, and now they've had a few overtime games, and they 
they do it even more, is uh, standing around and waiting until the last second to make a shot. It, for three, for the rest of the game, for the first half and the first part of the second half, they run Patino's offense, and it's great, and it's fun to watch. And then it comes down to that last ten minutes or five minutes or in overtime, and everybody is scared shitless to take a shot. It's back to what they were doing with Tubby, where everybody is afraid. Back then it was because they were afraid of Tubby. They were afraid of getting benched or whatever, you know, because he hated everybody. Now I, I can't put my finger on it. Why is everybody afraid to take a shot? They, it comes down to the last five seconds of Matthew is, you know, throwing up some J.J. Barea-like Hail Mary <laughs> behind his back shot. And you're like, the fuck are you doing? You guys look nothing like this for the first part of the, the game, and all of a sudden, everybody is scared shitless to be the hero. It's back, like, with KG when he was with the Wolves, and everybody, the biggest rip on Garnett was he doesn't want the ball when the game is on the line, and that's what I see with the, the golfers right now. I'm just a guy watching the game. I could be completely wrong, but I see how many points they score in the games, how many points they score in overtime, and it's like, what the, f- what the fuck are you? Play the regular game. That's, that's what I thought Patino was going to be all about, was having fun and, you know, turning them loose and everything that Tubby wasn't. And I'm, that part I'm not seeing, because at the end of games, it's back to Tubby ball where everybody is just scared shitless. Am I, am I seeing something different, or what do you guys see? No, that was just no, so right on the nose that I don't know what to say. <laughs> X's and O's. Well, look at that. That I did so not weird. expect that out of Clarence. I just feel like that seems to be like college basketball in general. What happened? I just passed out. Uh, I blacked out for a second. (laughs) Industrial revolution. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, I don't watch college basketball, Brandon. It's not like I'm watching Kansas and Kansas State. You know, like poor guy. Yeah, (laughs) is that the way most guys are? Just because college basketball—that's just the way it is. They're all so young and. Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily that. I just had a hard time watching college basketball um, in particular this year because it seems like every team is in the bonus with like nine minutes left, and it's just a just a free throw shooting contest from there on in. So the end of games has just been painful in general to me. Um, sure. I don't know if that has anything to do with why the offenses aren't getting into motion, or if they're you know if their coaches screaming shit at them in the sidelines and it takes them a while to understand even what the play is supposed to be i see that happen once in a while um but yeah it's just it's tough to watch i mean people give the nba shit for being tough at the end of the games which is also very valid but i don't know maybe it's just well, I think back to, with basketball i think back to the 90s those games that apparently didn't exist but in you know in all seriousness when, like, Bobby Jackson had the ball or Vashon Leonard, it, it didn't look like I – mean, they had confidence. You know what? They ran an offense. It just doesn't look like it did now. So what what happened between here and there to college basketball that – Well, I think the guys, problem uh, is – such an old man observation. Guys, <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, Kevin McHale always wanted the ball. Randy Brewer always wanted the ball. Lou Burton was amazing. Lou Hudson well, wanted the ball. Yeah. My ears are open, guys. You tell me where I'm wrong. The problem they, is, maybe they did just throw get, uh, the ball off the fucking uh, telescope. You, know, you don't like stats ever. Time. You just want to go with the gut on, like, oh, he looked great back in '88. Oh, Ariel McDonald was a vision of a point guard. No, that's fine, Hollinger. You tell me where I'm wrong. Then tell me that Bobby Jackson was throwing fucking uh, layups off the scoreboard, banking them off, you know, behind his back. 
<laughs> the, it, back then, though, all the guys were wearing the baggy pants. They had great circulation. High socks, legs. They were high so socks, athletic yeah. at the end of it. Now they've got these skinnies on, and you know they just don't have the, the same leg strength or energy because it's all been sapped from their system trying to get blood down to their feet. I think you we know? figured so, it out. Yeah. Attack the messenger. I think that's probably it. <laughs> that's fine, Dave Axelrod. That's, that's, fucking, that's the first rule in your playbook. <laughs> messenger. Who are you the messenger on on, on behalf of I'm right trying now? To, I'm trying to open, the, open this is up. Your wife, is your for... wife writing this down and telling you to say it on her behalf? Write <laughs> something down. You're the messenger for your own message. <laughs> hey, I'm just the one saying this and thinking it. So. I don't know why you're blaming me. Right on your forehead, I'm going to put a mess. Dave Axelrod. Mushroom stamp right on your forehead. Whack. Fucking message for you. Yep, this is our Uh, best podcast ever. No, I, I don't remember Bobby Jackson and how, how great he was at the end of games. I mean, they were really good in general. So. Felt like he made every layup. <laughs> Parker, this kind of always know. happens when you're on the podcast. We talk to you for about 45 minutes, then it just goes off the rails, and it's you and me just staring at each other for a half hour. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's like you wound Clarence uh. up and just let him go, and eventually he'll just dig himself into that hole. There is no better basketball mind. You did so well for a minute that I was on the same page as you and everything, and I was like, yeah, that's a great game. And all of a sudden, those guys (laughs) that they knew how to run, and weren't afraid to run. God, Puck and Herbeck, those guys just hit dingers when it seemed like the game was on the line. Oh, man. These twins. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, keep going. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's fine. I thought I was pretty nice. I thought I could Put the swords down on this reality show deal. I wasn't all that mean to you about it, and uh, now I'm regretting that. It was so nice, and now here we are. True colors come out. What's Stu been doing for this last hour? Stu is gone pretty much throughout the podcast on days like today. Oh, fair enough. Is he on the phone? Stu, are you there? I'm still here. I'm still here. There's been no reason for me to to interject to any of this. I'd like to hear whose side you're on in this story. Yep. Where are you at oh, on this staying, thing? I'm staying so far away from this. I'm not, not nowhere <laughs> near. You don't have nowhere any smart Alec comments to make, Stu? Nope, not a one. Gallery over there. Nope. Like old men and the Muppets up there. And <laughs> <Gallery Alder. laughs> up in their gallery up in Roseville. <laughs> 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 Jackasses. <laughs> Well, don't try to oh, bring out the, oh, I remember when they used to throw, you know. Uh, um, <laughs> You're like four years younger than I am. <laughs> Clarence, yeah. I will say I just looked up some statistics, and Bobby Jackson was a pretty <laughs> decent shooter. He was 44% field goal shooter. Does that help? That's not too bad. I guess I just wasn't articulating it as well as I was as well as I thought. So here's the thing: we'll Clarence like, is actually absolutely right about this. Sure, I do remember Vashon Leonard and Bobby Jackson, a lot of guys in the, that era, wanting the ball at the end of the oh, game. They were cold blooded, like. yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. That makes me feel better. That's great. But it's not like this team has some sort of moral failing or they're scared or any of that. They're just not as talented. why is it? So with Tubby, we got why. Because he was just this ogre, grumpy-ass bastard that didn't like anybody. But with Patino, you know, apparently it's, guys, here, here's the ball. Here's the offense. You go do what you want. You know, the reins are off. 
Well, but I think when it comes down to the end, why? What's the difference? Well, I think I Brandon. Know, well, they're gonna take a shot. They think they can make. They I think just, Brandon just hit the nail on the head there, and that they don't have anybody of the caliber of a Sean Leonard or Bobby Jackson. There's nobody like that who everyone can point to and say this guy is taking the shot at the end of the game because he's this good and he gives Holland's us a chance out, to win. That's it. Just as, until Hollins comes back, that this is the way they're going. I'm going to throw out a theory here. Maybe, maybe you know, stay with me. All right, we got to go back to the Clem Haskins. Uh, you guys don't do any schoolwork. You know, forget about all that stuff there. Just focus on basketball. Let's. Oh, see how that works out. I mean, yeah. let's cheat like motherfuckers. Exactly. Oh, yep. I just want to win. Right. I really Where is Bill Musselman these days? Like, do I care if they have a good grade? You know, at the end of the day, what what their GPA was? No. Yeah, or do I care if they vacate the national final four game? Nope. <laughs> yeah. I've already sobered up. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that party's yep. already happened. Yeah. I'm already brand shirtless down Washington. I don't have the Avenue. receipt for that get together. Yeah, I already burned a cop car in front of the old Arby's. You know, that's, I can't take that back. From yeah, if they vacate the tournament, does that mean you you're not in trouble I'm for burning a cop car? This car back right side up. <laughs> yeah, they can't. I don't feel guilty back. about being part of that riot anymore. <laughs> yeah, I am pro cheating. I don't give a shit. Let's do it. No, They'll be fine. I'll enjoy myself more. I don't see who the victims are. Other teams, maybe. I don't give a shit. No, what do I care about them? They don't care about us. Why should I care about them? They're not gophers. Oh. Very true. <laughs> Dynamite dropped like... in Stu there. <laughs> yeah, involved hey, again. John. Hey, John, I had thought. Who's your employer again, John? Yeah, let's talk about that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe John's got to get fired from another job for them to turn this team <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, we're just down the block from there right now. I can go by the athletics department. Yeah, we can go over there right now. Just break in. Yeah. What could go wrong? All right, it's getting pretty quiet. Anybody else got anything they want to mention before we send Parker on his merry way to get married? Good luck, Parker. Do we have any final advice yeah, for Parker luck, before man. the wedding? Yeah, give that. Uh, don't do a reality show about this one. <laughs> yeah. It worked out perfectly. What are you talking about? Love is patient. Love is kind. Yeah. Uh, something. Love rather. isn't boastful. Is that the one? So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm having trouble believing it, but this podcast is currently reading the New Testament at you. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Some say love, it is a river. <laughs> it's getting better. This is getting more appropriate. For I'm doing the sign language part of it. Boston and I'm Mormon, you guys. Can't see that, so. <laughs> no. So you're not cool with any It's of a really good visual joke for the podcast. <laughs> right. No, I have no advice. That's it. Yep. All right. Well, you guys are all married, so uh, the last one... If I ever come back again, will be John mm-hmm. to get. Uh, You'll come back again. Okay, well, I, I thought I burned that bridge. No, that was it. Okay, you you were one of the most often repeated guests on this podcast. Oh, that's such a feather for me. I know. I I go, I update my link. How many times yeah. you've been on Gleeman's podcast? Put that in your vows. <laughs> Show uh, your commitment. I will always go on the sport if if they. I'm ask. committed. Yeah. For example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've gone to the sport of a lot. I've been on the sport of four times or whatever it is. Driven halfway across the state to yeah. come here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to get you to the point where you've been on this podcast more than you've been on Gleeman and the Geek. It's probably it's probably a dead heat right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. John takes more vacations so though. That's true. A lot. Yeah. We don't take vacations. And Gleeman, nobody else likes Gleeman enough to I'm show on a up. permanent vacation. <laughs> Shut up, Brandon. Can I tell you about the okay, weather down here, guys? <laughs> Tell us about how your no. house got broken in. Yeah. 
I'm I'm horrified, guys. <laughs> Scary. All right, well, we might as well wrap it up then. Good luck, Parker. Okay. Parker, yep. Are you going to tweet Parker. from the ceremony? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're going to get a lot of tweets while I'm down there. I think that's yeah. probably the, true. Uh, David Brenner of the Sportive Podcast, we appreciate you coming on repeatedly. The old Brenner? <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, Stu gets it. That's, uh, I got it. That's that the important part. Yeah. Yeah. You guys want to explain it for those of us who are under 50? He or? was on the Carson show like whenever they needed it. Yeah, Carson Daly? He's the emergency guest, is what you're saying. Carson Daly? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Letterman and Joan Rivers and weren't available, and Jay Leno hadn't usurped the whole thing. It was like David Brenner's like, gig. When was this Johnny a radio was, show? <laughs> was, was this in black oh, and white? Essentially, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, funny stuff. Your puka shells in your place. <laughs> and your robe, and you're just, you're lax. The puka shells are the <laughs> only thing I call them a lacrosse stick. The puka shells are the only thing that, that, that was <laughs> what kept it off TV for the last 10 or off YouTube for well, the last nobody, 10 years. Nobody had the, we had like three tapes, because this was like, you know, nobody had DVD recording things mm-hmm. at the time, so it was all taped. So, that was. And you would have posted it earlier, except for the puka shells. Probably to get it out of the way, like a band aid, yeah. Is this the most embarrassing thing you've got from ten years ago, or is there something more that we just don't know about yet, and it's coming? Like, oh, God. <laughs> you're just softening up the ground a little bit. Oh yeah, the sex tape that's uh, that's coming. Oh, is it the yeah. with Ray J? <laughs> <laughs> Parker and Ray J. You know, I had the chance to cut this podcast off like five minutes. I'm ago regretting you not doing that. Yeah, well. yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for having me around. Thanks, Dave Brenner. Yeah, appreciate yep. it. Right, Thanks, well, oh, I was going to mention a couple of people who donated to the podcast, which I forgot to do. They so. probably don't want their names oh, associated yeah, anymore. Let's so let's do that quick. Um, at Drake Sachs, he, I don't think he has a name on Twitter, so we'll just say thanks for donating some money and we're sorry for wasting it. And this one, which really made me convinced that this podcast is the high school personal section or the personal section of your high school newspaper, uh, at Maury Ballstein wanted to apologize. To at Crazy Icaz, who donated a couple weeks ago. But apparently, Maury ruined the. It was going to be an insult for at Popcorn Bandit, but apparently, Maury ruined it probably in real life, so he wanted to donate, so he'd mention his name and apologize. So, <laughs> also, Maury saw somebody around the water fountain, and he thinks you're dreamy, and he thinks he has six period English together. So, Maury Ballstein? So, so Seinfeld is apologizing to Crazy Ikea? Yes. <laughs> Okay, okay. So yeah, that checks out. Jerry. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> so thanks for donating everybody. We we used your money to buy Aaron and John beer last week. So you got free beer out of this. It's Don't get mad. You're right. You're right. No Coors. Parker, yeah. Parker was acting you know, last time I bought you an entire case of Coors and you didn't drink one of them. I apologize. If we get a really good run on um, on some sponsored slurs, maybe we can fly down to um, Captiva Island next week. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah, hope. Cool. Should we just do a Kickstarter? Maybe a Kickstarter to get you guys down there? You got three days, everyone. Yeah. Donate Plans some money and we're going to get down house. there and ruin this wedding. Find your rich Plans uncles. Get down there, go. bought a house for $12. <laughs> I've already shaved the bow tie into my chest hair. Just make it horrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh. I know a good puka shell guy if you want to get down there, too. Uh, what I wouldn't give for one wedding photo where you have puka shells on. I might have to do that. Yeah, that's Actually, two of the guys that are in the wedding are in the show, too. Are they? Yeah. Perfect. A little reunion of that, yeah. All right. Anyways. Let's turn it off before we say anything else horrible. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you. Bye. It's been a year of the sportive. Thanks for listening, and we're sorry. We're just so sorry. 
true. So sorry. We apologize. decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.